Sandia is going to take over today. She will tell you about her background and uh, why she is here and what she's into. And um, you're just going to learn things about voice modulation, I suppose. Um, but you know, the reason this relates to this, this, this whole series, we call it being a coach. Again, thinking of a better name, don't have one yet. But um, being a coach is all about the kind of practical things uh, about coaching. So does it tie into coaching competencies? Usually, <laughs> because let's face it, coaching competencies are pretty awesome. Coaching competencies are pretty awesome and uh, they're useful throughout lots of different areas. But uh, this webinar is always about the actual practical applications of things that we learn and do and how we can be better at our jobs, our callings, our professions, whatever coaching is to you. So hello everyone, welcome. I'm going to vanish for a while and Sandhya is going to be your host and guide and teacher for today. Sandhya, over to you. Thank you, Magda. And hello again to everybody that's joining us and has been saying hello to both of us for a while. How lovely it is to have such a big group here. Oh my God, we've crossed 100 participants. This is exciting. Okay, I'm glad I got my sari out then. Yay! <laughs> All right. <laughs> plan uh i i plan to keep this to an hour i will stay back for a few minutes after if we do have more questions but just to be respectful of everyone's time let's try and keep it tight so if you do have to move on uh you most you will you will get everything that i had to share with you today uh, fair warning also that the last time i actually did a legit voice training workshop was probably like 12 13 years ago and that was very long it was over several sessions and uh so here i'm just trying to distill the essence. I am a coach. I work as a full-time coach. I do not work as a voice coach. This I literally just did for my for my friends and for my batchmates. And I think sometimes when you when you get out of your own comfort zone and sort of do something for other people, it's a beautiful way for you to find new ways of expressing yourself. And it reminded me so much of what the voice is all about. So just a little bit about myself. I work as a wellness and mindfulness coach, um, but in my past life, and I've had several such, I mean, not like the kind of past lives you imagine, but, but really the kind of careers that I've had in the past. I have been a radio jockey. I've been a singer. I've been a voiceover artist. I've done documentaries. Um, I have sung in a musical. I've sung in choirs. I've sung in bands. Most of it fairly reluctantly because I had no faith in my own voice and I always felt like I had a really weak voice. But somehow or maybe something propelled me to go out there and express myself. And I think much later in life, I learned to truly express myself um, and it's not always through words. And I thought some of those learnings can really inform us as coaches and, and really for us to find our true presence, our true voice, our true self-expression even. And that's really what I hope to share with you this evening. Okay, so I'll begin with a little anecdote. When I was a radio jockey, this is when Private FM, I live in Mumbai and Private FM came to Mumbai and I'm gonna say like 1999 or something like that. I used to be with the state radio station, uh, All India Radio, for those of you from India. And then Private FM came in and it was a really big deal and I was an evening drive time jockey. And uh, we began and nobody really knew like how commercial radio would work in India and so we began by playing a mix of English and Hindi music and they had somebody like me on evening drive time they had me for like six or eight hours to start with 
and I would speak primarily in English because that was the language I was most comfortable with, uh, peppered liberally with Hindi words. And for us in India, uh, it was English. It was officially called English. It is a thing, right? English spoken with a lot of Hindi words in it. And as time passed, as the months passed, and we, we sort of started getting feedback and we understood our demographics better, the, the music shifted more and more towards Hindi. And so we went from like 50% English, 50% Hindi to, to more 60, 70, 80% Hindi. And, um, and, and, and I was speaking in English primarily. And yet we found that, that there was pretty good, there was really good feedback, right? Uh, the, the big bosses would, would wonder how Sandhya was able to get this kind of listenership. Honestly, I had no clue what was going on because my whole life was around that studio and just prepping for my next show. And it was a crazy time in radio back in the day. So they called me in one day and they said, Sandhya, we need to know, right? How is it that, that you're able to connect? And my demographic apparently was taxi drivers and housewives uh, is, is how they'd labeled it. And I said, look, I have no idea what's going on because I'm speaking English and this demographic was primarily Hindi speaking. So what was it that was connecting? And they were, they were really putting me on the spot there. And I thought and thought and thought about it. And I finally just said, look, I'm not actually speaking to thousands of people. I'm speaking to just one person and I'm really just asking them how their day is and, and telling them about my day. So in my in my mind's eye, I always had just one person that I was speaking to. And really, that's one of the big myths about uh, being a radio jockey as well. We sort of think that we're announcers and it's like, hey, guys, how's everybody out there? I hope everyone's having a great evening. Uh, but but really a good radio jockey. And you'll see this with the ones who sort of stand out in every country we have people who we feel like we know so well, they're so intimate to us. And I think that connection, holding that space, conveying all of that emotion really is at the key of what we can use our voice for. And far less important is to have a sexy voice or great diction or any of the other sort of associations that we have with it. So today is going to be more about how to find your authentic voice, authentic self-expression, but also how to hold space and create a presence with your voice. Okay. That said, I'm going to start a screen share and here we go. So today, more than ever before in the history of mankind, we have come to realize just how powerful voices can be, right? We are able to see how voice can bring change in so many different ways. It can create a revolution quiet one, a peaceful, a non-violent one. It can instill a lot of violence and destruction as well. A powerful voice can be the voice of reason, relatively speaking. There are voices that, that may not appear to be very powerful uh, in terms of stature of the person, but yet can create such a ripple that, that, that big governments and big forces will seek to suppress such a voice. And as we are seeing in current affairs today, some of the most powerful statements can be made by not opening your mouth at all. When you want to express something, you can do it completely through silence, like Naomi Osaka is doing when she refused to appear for mandatory press conference. And what a powerful statement she's managed to make with that. So never before are we seeing, but of course, also in the world of Twitter and uh, email back and forth thing, uh, we know the power of the voice and 
and the written word, but also everything else that goes with the voice, right? Okay. So give me just a second. Apologies, I'm just gonna do a screen share again because my PPT wasn't moving forward. Sorry, guys, just give me a sec. Super strange, strange, Sandia. There's, um, when you're mousing over on the bottom left corner, yes, little arrows, perhaps your PowerPoint is has gone crazy and wants you to click the arrows specifically. Right. Okay. I'll just do that. But I usually do it with just my cursor, but you're absolutely yeah, I know. Thank you for that. That was very helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's begin by by thinking about how voices affect us, right? Because they do sort of arouse certain feelings within us. So I'd like to invite all of you to just close your eyes because also when you shut out one sense, you heighten the others. So when we close our visual input, we become far more sensitive to our auditory inputs. So I'm not going to actually speak for, for a minute, but I'd like to invite you to think about voices that, that have affected you deeply. They can be powerful voices, irritating voices, loving voices, familiar voices. I'd like you to just think of a name of a person or somebody close to you and tell me also what emotion they stir up in you. So I'll, I'll pause for just a few seconds and then I'd love to see on the chat what comes up for you. So go ahead and just put this in the chat about voices that you believe are powerful. Okay, there's a radio jockey in Cape Town that whose voice really grates on you. Thank you for that, George. Is it is it is it like something is it in his words or is it in what we call the intonation of his voice? Amitabh Bachchan's baritone. Okay, I think people from different countries will recognize that. Morgan Freeman, another very powerful voice. High-pitched voices, uh, monotone. Big B, my daughter, Arijit Singh, bring happy memories. Thank you for that, Kavaljeet. Morgan Freeman again, a spiritual guru. What does that do for you, Nayan Kumar? Celine Dion for the first time in Atlanta Olympics. Komal, I promise you a little bit more Celine Dion uh, over the course of this hour. David Attenborough's voice, right? You listen to that voice and you think nature, you think animals, you think the wild planet. Who can forget that? <laughs> okay, a whiny voice can be super annoying. I completely hear you. You can hear stress and anxiety, scattered thinking in voices. Absolutely. Family voices, familiarity makes you smile. Kishore Kumar, lovely. Okay, great. Oh, there's a lot going on here. I would love to go through all of this and I will right after the talk, but we should probably get a move on. Thank you for this. This is so lovely. So, so voices serve such a powerful purpose, right? In, in, in firing up our emotions, whether they're good, positive or negative, or if we don't want to judge, certainly something in us gets stirred, right? 
Okay, how do you handle something like that, Anjali? We're going to talk about that. In, uh, that's a, probably a subject for another discussion. Today, it's about what we can do with our voice, right? Um, how we react to somebody else's voices uh, is, is a different state of presence that we have. But today, it's for us to express ourselves, right? So my next question to you is, for us as coaches, how does it translate? What kind of a voice do you think we should have as a coach? Why does it? Why is it even important? Do you think our our voice with our clients matter? Love my mom's voice, Dean Martin, ultimate sexy voice. But what about us coaches? What do you think of your own voice? Why should it matter? We're supposed to be listening and letting our clients speak, right? A very good se coaching session would be us speaking for just ten minutes and a client speaking for fifty minutes. We should match our clients, lovely. The energy level is in alignment with the client. A coach should have a very soft voice, okay? It matters, builds trust, beautiful. Thank you, Shefali. Soft and assertive. It should be calm, comforting, beautiful. Healing, supporting, reassuring. Keep our voice. I love that, Vanita, because very often we sort of lose, we give away our emotions, right? We lose ourselves and our voice reflects that so, um, uh, well, accurately, really. Our words might say one thing, but the tone of our voice will be communicating quite another. Our irritation, our, our, our exasperation with the client not understanding something that we might want them to understand. That's right, our voice can also be powerful, challenging, beautiful. <laughs> yes, Srinivas, we should convey our partnership, right? It keeps us, we should be centered, we should be authentic. Absolutely, George. This is, and Patricia, this is what we're going to get to the heart of because we sometimes think that we need to put on a persona as a coach. That's a little different from being fully present, right? I would say that if you are a person who's energetic and bubbly or depending on the tone and the quality of your voice, I would say sometimes just bringing the best of yourself while being mindful of the person in front of you could be the start of how you would have an authentic conversation rather than saying that I put my coach's voice on right now and I'm not being myself anymore. It shouldn't come at the cost of being yourself, right? Like a lot of actors, they have their dubbing voice on and you can't even recognize them uh, from from their everyday life because above all else to be fully present we need to be authentic okay thank you for all of these inputs so I've dropped the word tone several times tonality and the tone of our voice uh, that's the first of the technical elements of the voice really what is tone and I and I promise I don't plan to get very technical here at all but um, what is tone? And, and just for context, I've referred to a very old study uh, that, that talked about how important tone was in communication. So loosely, the study said that like 7% of our words is what matters, 38% is in our tone, and 55% of effective communication is through body language. These days, we have been reduced to the size of a two-dimensional postage stamp. So I'm going to say that our tone probably counts for a lot more than 38% now, even if this study doesn't actually hold up uh, very strongly anymore. But for sure, the, the voice, the, the actual words, how they're delivered is what we're talking about, right? Tone is what triggers response along with expressions. 
okay <laughs> one can't atone for a wrong tone <laughs> i hear you venkatesh and i second that thoroughly <laughs> or perhaps we can atone is that too harsh but it's a great pun nonetheless okay sorry i missed a few while i was while well, tone and articulation should have an inviting and flexible tone to be able to evoke the relevant response in the client okay but what is tone just in itself it supports emotion and mood yes maya angel maya angelo's quote is so powerful here they won't remember what you say but they will remember how you made them feel i think that summarizes it beautifully technically speaking tone is just like the non verbal as uh, uh, aspects of your voice we call them the emotional prosody or the affective prosody of your voice it's the way we communicate with everything other than words okay and there's several there are several elements to tone uh, do we have any singers amongst us uh, do we have uh, people who who there are there are some common words that you think of when you think of your voice as a singer what are the words that would come to your mind like that and that what would that be Actually you know what this is a great time for us to segue to Celine Dion so so let's let's look let's listen to her voice but let's also listen to the emotion that she's sharing here and I would love to hear from you what you think of the tone of Celine's voice so here's a song and I hope you can hear it Okay, I would love to play the whole song. I really love it. But what do we think about Celine's voice? Yes, I see we have some fans here. Deep, light and dark, effortless, deep. For me, she's power and supreme control. Lilting. I love all of these words. Just look soprano, good range, head voice and chest voice. I'm going to guess Manish is a uh, trained in voice somewhere. She's a goddess. <laughs> I agree with that inflection. All right. So when we talk about voice and how to identify a voice uh some of the aspects that inform tone are like you've identified where the voice is coming from right it appears to come from the head and and in terms of the quality somebody like Celine is what we'd say like the timbre of her voice right the the quality of her voice it's very clear it's very crisp very often such a voice is described as a bell like voice so yes she does have a head voice she is probably a soprano or or a mezzo soprano she does have a high pitch she can go low as well that means that she has a range right so her pitch can go high it can go low as well here she's singing reasonably loudly later in the song she goes really big so that's her volume in the song okay what else what else do we have when we're speaking what else informs our voice like when i get really excited and i want to say something what's happening to my voice right here Ooh, i can barely keep up with this yes pace absolutely 
and when we and when we see somebody really hot and exciting and we you know we want to get our groove going what are we going to do with our voice then assuming that somebody's taught me that that's how one 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 gets our voice going our groove going what's happening when we're doing this are we getting husky and our tension our energy changes beautiful right so so a lot of this quality of the the vibration in our voice is what we call resonance right it's like how the voice is um uh, coming out through our instruments and we're going to talk about those instruments in fact in in just a bit but also the pace with which we use where we bring in our pauses uh, quite famously there are so many characters in sitcoms and stuff that have their uh, famous poises pauses intonations how you doing is a famous one right <laughs> okay projection shanti we're going to be talking about projection a lot today as well um back to staying on track and making sure that we get through all of our all of the all of all that we want to do in this hour so how we communicate our emotion all of the non-verbal aspects of our voice comes within the range of tone right so what i called uh, the emotional prosody or the affective prosody that's that's this is what we refer to there was actually a study done by the university of southern california that studied couples and they they looked at various factors that predicted the success of a relationship and they found that they could predict the success or failure of a relationship to a degree of 79% accuracy just from the tone of voice couples used with each other okay so that means that all other things being equal in a relationship the tone that you use with your partner can can predict up to a 79% how your relationship is going to pan out and that reading that actually made me have a huge pause because the quality of breathing too absolutely uh george we are going to talk about accents and and how that how that plays in i will say that that may i just park that for just a minute because we'll talk about this we'll talk about our tone that we use with partners this was something i just wanted to highlight which is that very often we bring the best of ourselves we talked about bringing our presence to the coaching scenario we bring the the fanciest side of ourselves when we come out to meet people in the workplace we we bring the most energetic and most authentic side of ourselves when we go to meet old friends and yet what is the presence that we bring to our most loved ones what is the tone of voice that that is left over for the people that are the most important relationships in our lives our parents our spouses our children our our near and dear ones the people that 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 we work most closely with and perhaps who work under us in that sense these these sort of these sort of uh, uh ideas of how our tone informs all of all of this is really something worth think, thinking about because i have a quote right here in case i hadn't hammered this in deeply enough you can see how powerful tone is and tone can really hurt tone can really elevate tone can kill as well it can break a heart and a broken heart can actually mimic the the physical symptoms of a heart attack so i will invite all of us not just to to think of our voice in how it impacts us as coaches but also us as human beings Okay, so how then do we think about our voice and what do we want to do with our voice? This is how I think of it and I love the idea of my voice, my presence being a gift to the listener. Okay? So, I'll uh, just to give you an example, when I was singing in the musical Evita, 
this was many years ago. Uh, we had to perform, you know, I don't know if you know how musicals go. You basically perform every other night again and again and again. And these musicals usually run on for years, right? So I would go to work, come back and then, you know, I mean, not come back, go straight to the theater, get changed. And Evita was all about uh, the Argentinian president, one, one uh, Pe uh, Peron and his wife, Eva Peron, known as Evita, famously or infamously. And I played, a, I played the third, uh, the uh, subsidiary character who was the lover of the Argentinian president that Eva uh, uh, unceremoniously boots out of their lives, right? So I had this lovely song to sing, which was called Another Suitcase in Another Hall. I don't know if any of you have heard it. Please don't ask me to sing it. My voice is completely out of practice right now. But the idea was that I carry a suitcase and I'm, and I'm really sad and heartbroken and I had to communicate that emotion night after night in the, in, in the musical. And so I would go to my corner and start to sing. Was it with Sharon Prabhakar? Absolutely right, Prabhat. Did you ever come to watch any of the shows? I would have been the girl in the pink nightie. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and one of the nights as these things happen, the, my mic stopped working. Now, I had to get, so back in the 80s and stuff, when we did theater, we actually didn't have mics. So we learned to project, which we will be talking about shortly. But this was the time where this was like a 3000 seater auditorium and my mic went dead and I had to sing this song that was supposed to be sung like sobbingly and very, very softly and heartbrokenly. So I then had to get all of my strength because you can't start shouting the song out right i could never convey that emotion it's not a shouty song but as a good theater actor have you heard the term uh, playing to the gallery okay. so that term came from actors like like with radio jockeys speaking to just one person the actor will always perform not for the vip not for the vip guests but for the person at the very last row up in the galleries uh, the standing seats, the cheap seats, whatever you want to call them, but that's our real audience, right? That's the person we want to reach every time we come on stage. And so I just stood there and I thought about that person and I gifted my voice to them as best as I could. Did it work? I hope it did. Uh, could I have done that every night? Probably not. And this is how I'd like for us to think about our voice, whether the person is three feet in front of us or 30 feet away, how are we going to deliver our voice to them? And how do we not end up delivering our voice? This is what I'd like to ask you. What are those things that you find annoying? What are the things that we commonly make mistakes with in how we deliver our voice as if we were to think of it as a gift? <laughs> Glad you like that, Patricia. Too loud? Yes, sometimes people, people are like, you're like, why are you shouting? It's stressing me out. A lot of people mumble, absolutely right. Jennifer, yes, especially when we get nervous, when we get excited, or we're speaking to somebody that for whom the, 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 the language that we're speaking is not the language that they're most comfortable with, we need to be mindful of sarcastic tone. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, fast pace of talking, monotonous voice, not drinking enough water. Thank you for reminding me of that. And, and we're going to talk about why that is important as well too loud the pitch gets very high sometimes like i said when i become very excited my pitch is gonna get so high and and the person in front of me is like can you please calm down right <laughs> okay 
there's some I'm going to start by saying that you know how we say our names have you have you ever sort of had to call a a helpline and and they say uh, hello welcome to welcome to I won't say Kocharya because I presume that we're doing this right uh, I'm going to say okay uh, hello welcome to XYZ company this is another speaking or how may I help you and you're like I'm sorry what hello welcome to this company this is something speaking how may I help you and you just have you've missed the whole thing right the very first the very first gift that we give to our listener is our name and we eat that out we mumble over it we we sort of just drop the last few syllables of what we have to say so our if your name sandhya krishnan make sure that every last syllable and especially the end of that name is gifted because you're saying hey i'd like to get to know you and this is my first offering my name we do the same thing with our telephone numbers but hopefully we're not giving our telephone numbers to everybody out there but you'll often find that that the voice will drop for the last one or two numbers because it's very familiar to us and the thing that's familiar to us we develop almost a neural blindness to it right so this goes back again to the kind of tone of voice we use with the people that are most familiar to us we have to fight this neural blindness constantly and we do that by activating our presence as some of you said uh, by being mindful by being self aware right i love all of the comments coming in i i just wish i could respond to each one of them so this is some of the and and you guys have sort of given me i think pretty much the entire master list and then some of the common voice errors so why don't we talk now about how to actually correct some of these right so we talked about projection and how to create that power in our voice how to deliver that gift i mean we talked about it esoterically but we'd like to see how to actually do it right i'm going to go to another singer now also somebody very familiar and let's see if if her voice can tell us a little bit about projection I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million Okay. How far do we think? <laughs> right. Power is the first word, right? How far do you think Adele could have given that gift of her voice? How did her voice get so powerful? Where is this power coming from? <laughs> Najme recording your voice. 
great way for us to hear how we sound because again it's like it's like we can never see ourselves unless we have a mirror right so similarly with our voice recording your voice is a great way to find out what you sound like to somebody else i think especially if you record your voice when you're talking to a friend that's when you really hear your natural intonation your your inner child comes out this is your true voice but certainly how we speak at a presentation when i hear myself back when i hear myself back on some of the ads i've done stuff i'm like who is that you're going to hate it initially but i th- i would say let's get to know our Our voices let's get to befriend them adele sings deep from her gut from her diaphragm beautiful the depth of her emotions is being projected in her voice practice 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 absolutely right and this is where i will invite you to do a little practice with me okay, let's figure out first where our where our voices coming from so quick question what are the different body parts do you think that are involved in the voice i've heard diaphragm belly where else where are where's our voice getting developed absolutely vocal cords chest what else anything else anything else nose beautiful lungs i love it stomach muscles you'll you're going to use that in just a minute once the once our voice trachea head vocal cords okay mouth thank you anuradha if i were to speak like this to you all the time where do, what do you think is going on with my voice posture absolutely right heart breath mouth tongue very good what else You know how sometimes we try to mimic old people because we sometimes we think that we don't have any teeth and we can't understand what they're saying. The space between our throat, our lips, our neck, our teeth—absolutely, these are all the these are all the organs that we use to develop our voice, right? Because the vocal cords themselves—they're literally just a muscle. So we're pumping air through them, like with an accordion or like bellows, and we need that. We need that. air to reverberate in some cavities and it needs to reverberate in loosely okay i'm just going to say we we call it the head voice we call it the chest voice we call it the deep belly voice but really all of the articulation is happening and and yes the mouth cavity so the soft the upper palate the teeth the lips the movement of the lips you cannot say the word m without pursing your lips right and yet some of us some of us don't do that and a lot of the speech defects that we have very often come from a deformity in the palate or the non standard use of teeth and tongue really okay i i don't think there is some any any sort of normal i will say there is a standard to it and 100% george your voice comes from your brain okay because the brain is what's going to predict the timbre the brain is a predicting machine our every emotion is actually a prediction made by the brain so 100% yes um so this is as you guys rightly and i'm so sorry this picture seems to have pixelated now we're going to talk about the diaphragm and how to actually develop the voice the technical aspects of the voice i'll say are less important because that that is done usually with a specialist and under training but two things that we can all definitely do is practice our diaphragmatic breathing and our diaphragmatic voice it allows your voice to be sustained longer 
a, a happy side effect is that you'll also be taking in a lot more oxygen and you'll just become so much more in touch with your body. Deep breath equals rest and digest. So great way to calm yourself down as well. So what I will invite you to do right now is to sit in a comfortable position with your feet flat on the floor so that you kind of create a space in your body, a length in your torso and, and grounding with your thighs and your feet. However you're sitting, you can be sitting cross-legged or on a, on a seat. I hope some of you may be lying down and that's perfectly fine as well. What I will invite you to do is to put your hand on your tummy. Okay. When you take a breath in, the diaphragm, which is, which is like a sheet just under your rib cage, is actually going to get pressed down and your tummy is going to go outwards when you take a breath in. So everybody try that together. In, feel that stomach go, get pushed out. Now what we're going to do is, feel free to uh, let go of your breath. I'm not going to ask you to hold it for all of this while. What we're going to do is not just let it out like, which is how our voice is very often. For this exercise, you're going to you're going to actually throw that voice out. Okay, we're going to make an explosive sound, and we're going to push our diaphragm in. We're going to like jerk our tummy in. Great tummy exercise as well, and we're going to use the sound ha because that is the most open sound. We're going to articulate. It is the most wide open sound that we can create. So, hand on your stomach, deep breath in, and throw your voice out. Go ahead, ha 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 ha. Now, you will be tempted to sort of make your ha come from just the throat area. I'll invite you to close your eyes if you need to and feel the voice really like curl up in the pit of your stomach and you're going to throw it out like a ball, okay? So not like a string, not like an arrow, but like a cannonball out of your throat and look at where it's going to land. So think of a wall that's in front of you or, or your laptop. I'm gonna say go way beyond your laptop screen. Why limit yourself? Look at the farthest wall that you can see. If there's somebody sitting in front of you, if your dog is sleeping there, please feel free to gift your ha to that such person or animal or wall, okay? So together again, in and, okay, don't wake the house up, Martin. You can do it silently. So. Okay, but feel that voice get thrown, see where it's landing, and you can actually sense how far ahead it's landing. Okay, so ha, 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 ha. And you can see which part of your body it's coming from. Okay, one of some of the things that we talked about, the head voice, the throat voice, the chest voice, it's, it does get technical, but as you become more and more aware, and perhaps the last exercise that we do together will, will give us a lot more sense of where our voice is coming from. But this is a great way to practice. I promised you two easy practices. One was to actually do the projection, and the second is just to sing. Yes, Komal, absolutely. This is a theater exercise, and yes, your whole body gets activated, energized. Great way for you to kind of prep before you have to do any kind of public speaking. Literally just tune up your instrument, right? Uh, Ah, e, e, you know, just take a few deep breaths, reset, open up this chest area. So often we, I mean, we sit like this the whole day and we, we contract our chest cavity. Is it any wonder that we have absolutely no energy, no strength in our voice, also no power, right? Can you imagine if Adele sang like this? Hello from the other side. Not a chance, right? I apologize for subjecting you to that. Um, but yes, let us tune that instrument, let's condition it, and let's fill ourselves with presence before we go. 
And if you want to improve the range of your voice, like I said, just play songs of your favorite musicians. Sing every chance you get. Let your family go crazy. Ask them to join in. And they're like, if you can't beat them, we'll join them. And family that sings together, hopefully stays together. <laughs> Only good can come out of this, right? And, and sometimes we have songs that we love that are like heartbreak songs, sad songs, hopeful songs, shower songs. Feel free to explore the range. And, and through that, you also literally explore the range of your voice, right? I'm not going to go into the octaves and stuff now. What I will, the last thing that I wanted to offer you, the last aspect that I wanted to offer you is really... Oops. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we had a minor, we had a minor disaster with the plant getting tipped over. There's so many wires out here because it's late at night for me and I have all these lights on. Um, so the last part of what I wanted to discuss with you was about how you can use your voice for self-expression, right? The true power of your voice. Um, how many of here, show of hands, familiar with the concept of chakras? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so sorry for the okay. We have a lot of people. Now, fair warning. Uh, chakras are not something that that in science we have evidence backing it. Very, very, very briefly, chakras are the metaphysical energy centers in our body. And if this color and this progression is looking familiar to it, you will find a lot of resonance in Maslow's hierarchy of needs as well. So Abraham Maslow is deeply influenced by these concepts. The basic idea is that we start with some very basic needs in our body. If you see, we have the root chakra, which is the, which is the chakra for stability, safety, family, centeredness, focus. And as we, as we ignite or as we sort of activate each of these chakras, we're able to fully energize the different aspects of our, of our personality and truly enlighten ourselves by the end of it, right? Because the, the final chakra is the Sahasrara, the, the Sahasra chakra, which is the thousand petal lotus, which is the union with the self, what Maslow calls self-realization. But the chakra that I would like to talk about today and why I even brought this up, I, I'm a person who personally is love science and I, you know, I like to have evidence for everything. But I thought just as a metaphor for expression, but also really to, to give, it's like a talisman, right? If you're feeling that, if you're feeling scared, if you feel uncertain, if you want to try something new and you don't know where to start, the Manipura chakra, for example, Manipura literally means city of jewels. It's your center for transformation. So if you had to focus on something, if you had to ask your brain to give salience to something, you'll just Say, hey, I'm going to just put my hand here and think about that before I step into something new. It's almost like a talisman, right? Uh, for all practical purposes, if you, if any of you have watched the, the children's animated movie, uh, uh, Who's the Elephant Who Flies? Uh, Dumbo, he holds a little feather and he thinks it's the feather that helps him fly, right? So by all means, just use this as a talisman. But the chakra that I wanted to focus on today was the throat chakra the Vishuddha Chakra, the Vishuddhi Chakra, all right? This, this chakra actually stands for many, many beautiful things in our expression. By the way, it is also the chakra that lies between our heart chakra, which is the seat of our emotion, compassion, love, and our, and our, and our chakra, the third eye chakra, which is the chakra for conscious choice making, logical thinking, decision making, so the voice becomes a very powerful via media between the two, right? We want to express both what is in our hearts, but we also want to have powerful, strong, 
um, change-bringing expression, right? We need to hold our center. Sometimes the most conscious choice that we make would be to not speak in the moment, especially when we feel agitated or triggered or we feel like we're getting sucked into a, a, a tornado. How do you hold yourself back? You do it by activating your third eye chakra or you, you center yourself in some way. So that's why this throat chakra becomes very important for us. Again, just a great talisman. And every chakra, as you can see, as with Maslow's um, hierarchy, is associated with a particular color. The throat, the throat chakra, and this was the color that I was referring to right at the start, is associated with the color blue. Also, each of the chakras has, has associated with it a sound and a mudra. Um, again, show of hands, mudra, what is a mudra, what, what purpose does it serve? A mudra, again, just on a very lay, sort of, it, it, they're, they're basically positions that we have. The idea is it's a hand position that helps us bring concentration to particular aspects. Again, it also correlates with acupressure and certain pressure points within the body. They activate certain energy centers. If that is your belief system, we don't have very compelling evidence to that. But why I would like to, why I use mudra is really to give us a point for concentration. It also gives us, again, a very powerful metaphor and a talisman. Uh, so, so yes, Vinita, they're absolutely in the, in the belief system of the chakras. These are our energy systems and, and the mudra activates a particular chakra, right? So the, the mudra that's associated with the, with the throat chakra is the granthita mudra. It, granthita literally means not. So very often with our voices, we feel a tight knot. We feel we are unable to express ourselves. We feel no strength in our voice, literal or metaphorical. And, the, and holding the Granthita Mutra and concentrating on it helps us, as with any kind of meditative practice, very often with pain and anxiety, one of the meditative practice is to simply breathe into it and we soften the edges of it. If it's pain, you can just soften the edges of it until it becomes amorphous and it actually dissolves, right? So similarly, whenever you feel that knot, whenever you feel that your true expression, when your authenticity, when your communication and power is restricted or, or tied up in knots, when you hold this mudra and you use the chant associated with it, you can just use it, like I said, to give your brain salience, right? If I do it when I feel okay, when I'm actually triggered and I do it again, my, my brain will automatically remember what it has to do. Oh yeah, there's a knot there and I'm going to dissolve it now. I can do it. I can do it. And I will be able to express myself again. I will reclaim my abundance. I will reclaim my authenticity. So how do we get the mudra? And by the way, the the sound or the chant associated with the throat chakra, the Vishuddhi chakra, is hum. And this is where I'll invite you to, to check for yourself when we do it together, where you're going to hear this hum. Because hum is again a very powerful sound. It can resonate in many of the body cavities. So, so really explore where it is for you today. And there is no right or wrong to this. There's going to be no judgment of ourselves on, on where our voice is coming from today. But as we do it over time, it's like a muscle. We get better the more we do it. And I'll invite you to see just how far and, and all over our body and how far around us this voice of ours, this, this chant can resonate, right? We should fairly feel the air buzzing around us with that resonating with that hum eventually. That's the, that's the ideal and that's what we're going to work towards. Okay, mudra time. Feel like trying it? 
Okay. There are there are there are a couple of ways of holding the Granthita Mudra. One is to sort of interlock your fingers and and just just sort of hold your thumbs together but but the one that i like to do is a is a deeper knot where we oh sorry the, the first one is to interlock your fingers this way and to hold the thumbs together and you know it's doing something wrong but the but the type that i'm going to invite you to do today and there's a reason for it is to interlock your fingers from the front clasp your hands together and form a bind so a mudra usually will have a bind and the bind is that point of concentration the point of connect and in this case, if you can see the bind that I have here between the thumb and the forefinger, what that signifies, the forefinger signifies our ego and the thumb signifies, call it the divine self, call it the greater beyond, call it the eternal soul, call it God if you want. The idea is let our endeavor, let our expression be a surrender. There is no I-ness in my voice. There is no I have to have my say. If I don't hear, I am broken. I surrender my ego to the divine. I surrender my ego to eternity, the all-powerful, all of the universe. And when I do that surrender, what remains, we don't need to pull our voice out of us. All we need to do is drop all of our limitations, drop all of our fears, drop all of our doubts. And what emerges is our true voice, our most authentic voice, um, I wonder if there are any parallels with coaching there again. <laughs> so that said, would you like to try this with me? I'll stop the share here so that we can feel more together, more oneness. And um, let's, let's clasp our hands together, form the bind. Now, when you're stressed out, a bind can be very powerful again, much like what we do in cognitive behavior therapy. You want to get that, you want to get that snap, that stop, that first stop of the thought loop. Create the bind for yourself and hold your hold your bind nice and firmly. I surrender my ego to the greater forces, whatever your belief system is. And if you don't if you don't believe in, in, in any kind of metaphysical power, it can literally be the the me that's a part of everything in the universe, right? Just that sense of oneness that we have with everything in the universe, but also with each other. So we're going to hold the bind. You can hold it to, to your heart. You can hold it to your tummy. You can hold it on your solar plexus or on the softest part of your tummy. And we all have those in lockdown. Let's face it. And let's not judge ourselves for it. You can also hold this at your throat. And together, we're just going to hum. Uh, again, if we were all doing this, if all of you were able to put your mics on, it would create a lovely buzzing resonance. And, and for some people, they, they, they feel like an otherworldly experience and all of that. It's, it's really just we're, our brains are forming neural bridges with each other and we feel that sense of oneness, much like we would if we were in a rock concert together and everyone's cheering or in a football match and everyone's going yay together. We feel such a tremendous sense of oneness, right? We'd hug a stranger. So this is going to be our metaphor hug for each other as well in the days of Zoom. So without further ado, let's hold our position. Again, we want to create body awareness. There is a certain dignity. All of the postures that we have really are to open up our lungs to create awareness in our body, which in turn hopefully will create awareness in our mind. Okay, because you cannot prep the mind without prepping the body first. That's really why we do all of these postures in yoga as well. And together, we're just going to use the word hum. Try and see if it travels for you in all of your body cavities, okay? So deep breath in, feel the tummy go out. And hum. 
whenever you're ready. I would love to hear your experience of the Granteta Mudra and the powerful voice of expression, your most authentic voice when you have shed fear, when you have shed doubt, and when you have shed ego. Absolutely. So for us as coaches, what could be more powerful than to create this powerful presence and find our own authentic voice, find our path in this world? Thank you guys. I'm so glad that this was helpful. And like I said, this is a muscle. The more we practice it, the better we're going to get, the stronger is going to be our expression. And I think especially in, in this day of, of reactivity and judgment and opinions you know creating so much of what we say is what we don't say how we hold ourselves back that when we do use our voice it becomes something that people will sit back and we do create influence and even as coaches let's face it we are creating influence right like you said right at the beginning when somebody's low on energy it's it's us that a client will lean on to to i i often use the metaphor of a pole vault sometimes where that where that pole that they use to to absolutely vault their highest selves for them to actually cross that that bar and go above and beyond it transcend it that's right venkatesh are there any questions we still have a few minutes i promise to let you go on the top of the hour i will stay on in case there are a few more questions it's been my absolute pleasure everybody thank you so much for staying right till the end So in the Q&A, will you send the video, video of this webinar? Yes, I do believe this video goes up on the Kocharya website. Uh, it will in time, so you'll have to look out for it. Even I'm not sure, but I'm sure Magda will tell us. Any questions about the voice? I know that there was a question about how we hold ourselves back and not react. I hope some of those answers came through how when we learn our self-expression, so much of it is non-judgment. It's just observing. You know, one of the ways I think about reaction is that the most valuable commodity that we have today is our energy and our attention. Everything in the world, all of social media, all of the, all of email, the, the, the our professional demands, our personal demands, they're all demands on the most valuable commodity commodity you know possession that we have which is our time our energy our attention and we give it away so easily to things that that we you know that that will trigger us in a moment but really is it something that we're going to sustain an interest in and thanks to twitter thanks to social media it's become so easy for us to pass judgment and every judgment is taxing our body budget so so if we learn to sort of hold ourselves back we'll actually find that 90 percent of the things we don't care enough to actually sustain about and like we said about expression when we do speak up for something we'll be able to sustain that right and our voice becomes that much more powerful because we're speaking for something that we truly believe in that that we've thought about that we have that we have like an action that we want to uh, an outcome that we would like to create with no ego in it whatsoever that's that's the beauty of the power of the voice right when there's no ego there's no 
I will fail or I will be judged. I'm doing this because it's my obligation. I'm doing this because it's my duty, because it's my dharma. How do we align to different cultures, accents and languages? So uh, yes, I'm sorry, I was supposed to address that bit of it. I will say that that especially when it comes to accents and a lot of us for a lot of us in India and several of the countries, English is not our first language. So when you have made the effort to learn a language, I will say that be proud of be proud of that effort, right? Every person will speak based on his socialization, based on his abilities. And and really, this is such a um, fallacy of a comparison, right? That I must speak English like the Queen. Uh, good luck with that. If you've watched The Crown, you've seen how that goes. Uh, but also, like, really, what is it that we're comparing it to? Do I want to say that I grew up in a school in England? Why? I grew up gloriously in a small town in India. And what could be a more authentic expression of that than my unique accent? Right. So so when I used to I do a little bit of training back in the day and I would train people in the hospitality industry and, and English was not their first language by any stretch of imagination. And I would say, listen, guys, please be proud. Um, this is part of our colonial hangover at the end of the day. So, you know, they should be very grateful that we actually learned your language. I hope I don't get into trouble for saying that. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> but seriously, you know, how we say things and, and you know, what, what we, all the non-verbal aspects that we talk about is so much more powerful than the accent, the diction that we have and, you know, how posh we sound and really all of that is so overrated compared to just the authenticity and the warmth and the color that you can bring into your voice <laughs> uh, in long sessions unknowingly the pitch and volume start increasing so Advait, great point um, one of the things that we do is as our excitement levels sort of increase we kind of get lost in that like i said I, I talked about a tornado we kind of get caught up in that tornado so what we need to do is to give ourselves micro pauses to come back to ourselves. okay so use your talisman use your mudra come hold the mudra and you're like okay come back because in the center of the tornado is also calm okay there's an absolute quiet place so come back to that for just a minute use a sip of water as your pause use natural breaks in conversation as a pause to come back don't constantly be lost in the monkey mind gets lost in everything around it right the quietened mind stays centered and you can watch all of this going on like a fun game like a fun circus going on all around but you know you yourself are completely steady and that which you practice you get better at so we don't lose ourselves in in a, in a conversation the power of silence versus the power of uh, voice in coaching. Uh, Asgar, are any words required is all I will say. I think silence will speak far more powerfully as an answer for this one. Um, I agree, I'm English and we should be ashamed at how we lack when we come to speaking other languages. Oh, Aisling, Thank you for that thought. But really, again, there is no judgment, right? I mean, we each of us, we sort of English is is the lingua franca of much of the world today. And, and if you're curious and if you had a propensity for languages, then you might have learned it. But just because you haven't learned it is not is is no judgment of yourself or 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 your curiosity in any way. We can connect, like I said, me connecting with the taxi drivers speaking a language that they didn't speak there is a voice that goes way beyond language and words right and that's the powerful language when you keep yourself open to that i think really language no bar <laughs> 
okay we've crossed the time so i'll in, for those of you that needs that need to leave please drop off i'm just going to see if i've missed any questions being in the third position or be like a fly on the wall metaphorically putting it absolutely uh, divraj you know we want to create distance from the action that's happening you are not your thoughts you are not your body you are not your ego so when you when you see that separation from it you can kind of watch what's going on and you know enjoy the show and speak up when you need to <laughs> many people don't even try i hear you on that and think of it as there's a lovely quote that i that i swear by never attribute malice to something that can just as easily be explained by idiocy or ignorance so you know it's it's there people are just helpless to behave the way they are that's true of us as well right the the definition of ignorance is that we don't know that it's in us and one day if we discover it we might want to do something about it but who are we to judge anybody else and where they come from and and what their helplessness might be you're most welcome guys i'm so glad you enjoyed this thank you for the comment about my voice again it's just something that that is practice i i think just being aware of it hearing yourself speak i i still cringe every time i hear my own voice and it does come back to haunt me where i least expect it <laughs> so so do know that that it's not you get i i'm sure this is true of amitabh bachchan as well right when he hears himself he'll be like cringe <laughs> as as the teenagers these are my kids keep telling me <laughs> cringe is the word <laughs> oh i'm so glad that somebody said something nice about the energy thank you all of you being present here energized me <laughs> okay i think we've covered more or less everything i think we should let everyone go thank you so much guys and uh, go ahead and look forward to this uh, webinar being put up on kocharya and do keep coming back for the amazing webinars that they continue to hold for all of our learning for our continuous curiosity and learning uh, good night good morning have a great day have a wonderful wonderful rest of the day or the new day that's beginning for you asalindi on sign bye everyone